0: All right. A really interesting story yesterday. Uh, Basically, what happened is the Supreme Court of Canada had a case before it, and they ruled unanimously that municipal snow removal activities are not immune from negligence and liability claims. Now, of course, this um, is sending shockwaves across our country in some circles. Uh, This means that all cities in Canada potentially... Um, could be subject to lawsuits due to how they remove snow. It's all centered around the case of uh, a woman in Nelson, B.C. She hurt herself while climbing over a snowbank back in 2015. She originally sued, and she lost. But then the B.C. Court of Appeal overturned that. The city appealed it to the Supreme Court. On and on it goes. Ultimately, it gets to the Supreme Court. They had to decide yesterday, and they said, yes, yes, cities can be held liable in some instances for snow removal practices that lead to energy, uh, injury now it, it's going to it's going to be a big deal so let's get some insight on exactly what the decision was based on and and what it means we're going to chat with uh, Aaron Nelson a professor in the faculty of law at the University of Alberta uh, Aaron thanks so much for your time today appreciate you joining us
1: thanks for having me
0: okay so from what i understand basically they weren't saying yes or no in all instances they were basically trying to decide you know, there's a difference, because municipalities do have some legal immunity in some instances, right, depending on if they can determine that it's not operational. I mean, can you break that down for us?
1: Uh, I can try. It's, uh, it's a bit of a tall it order. Is. Um, <clears throat> this is an issue that uh, the courts in Canada have been dealing with for a long time, and it's been a challenge to get clarity uh, around this issue. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um The the courts have said over the years that in general terms, negligence law should apply to the decisions and actions of a municipality in some cases, but not all cases. And they've tried to create a distinction based on whether the decision in question is a a policy decision or an operational decision. And that sounds pretty straightforward on paper, uh, but it can be very challenging uh, to apply in practice. And so what happened here was that the court was asked to clarify uh, past case law in which, um, you know, they have tried to articulate how one goes about making the distinction between what's a policy decision and what's an operational decision. And here they said decision-making at the level of how we're going to uh, plow parking spaces on a a street in a downtown uh, core that's an operational decision. It's not a policy decision.
0: Is part of the confusion the fact that operational decisions stem directly from core policy decisions? It's the carrying out of the policy?
1: Yeah, it is. And of course, the city and any municipality or government authority that is sued in negligence will do its best to shield that decision by arguing that it's a policy decision. So any any argument that they can make that might further that uh, defense uh will be uh will be tried and uh here the court said some aspects of snow removal could be policy but this particular decision was very clearly not that kind of decision
0: so i mean we shouldn't be considering this to be a blanket statement saying hey the city you have to clear snow in you know you're liable for whatever happens like we're getting texts from people saying well what if they don't clear the snow on the street and i slam into somebody and crack up my car i mean there are limits within this in terms of if there that would be a core policy decision rather than an operational decision right
1: well i don't think so i think the the sort of big decision about how much money to allocate for example to yes. snow snow clearing in general that would probably be Uh, viewed as a policy decision, or it could be. Uh, But what the court said is that you have to look for certain features in order to identify uh, a decision as one of policy as opposed to operations. And so it's really, there's no sort of magic way uh, of ascertaining this. It's a real case-by-case factual analysis where the court will say, you know, what indicators are there here that suggest that this is a policy decision? Was it made by somebody at a very high level of decision making did it require debate and deliberation or was it just you know the application of uh, an already existing policy to a specific context so it you know (laughs) I I struggle uh, with explaining this to my first year law students every year it is not an easy line to draw between what's policy and what's operations but I think here what the court says is that the decision that we're interested in was the Uh, approach taken to clearing these parking spaces and then leaving no access to the adjacent sidewalk in order to get to the sidewalk the only way to do that was to climb over the windrow that was left and the court said that's that's an operational decision that's a decision about how to plow those particular parking spaces nobody had to deliberate about that we aren't talking about high levels of decision making uh, and so we're not concerned that that kind of decision needs to be immunized from uh, the reach of liability. The other issue is that even if the court decides that the decision in question is operational and can be analyzed by the court on the basis of negligence law, just because something bad happened, just because someone got injured, doesn't automatically lead to liability. The court has to also conclude that the way in which... um, The process was carried out was unreasonable. It was negligent. And that's what allows uh, the individual to potentially recover damages.
0: Yeah, well, indeed, in the decision, they say the fact that you cleared those parking spaces sent the indication to citizens of Nelson that you should use these parking spaces and then go to the sidewalk, even though we've got a snowbank in between the parking spaces and the sidewalk.
1: Right. The court actually says by clearing those spaces, you invited the public to use them. And so you had an obligation to act reasonably, and it's important to note that the Supreme Court's decision isn't the final word on this case. They've sent it back uh, for a new trial because they said they didn't have a sufficient factual basis to reach, <clears throat> pardon me, to reach some of the conclusions. So the uh, a BC court will potentially have another opportunity to look at uh, the decision and reach those conclusions based on the facts.
0: So, I mean, obviously the the final outcome here is, I would imagine cities will have to carry increased insurance, they uh, maybe lost some of the immunity that they felt that they had, Do, I mean, it, does this change things for the way that cities approach this entire, you know, core service that they provide each and every year right across the country?
1: I think it creates a bit of clarity. Uh, certainly the risk maybe is a bit higher than it might've been perceived to be in the past. Um, I'm not sure the risk is, in fact, higher than it was in the past. I think that the trial judge made some errors here. I think that uh, the law already allowed this kind of claim to go ahead, um, but the trial judge misapplied the law, and that's what the Supreme Court uh, is trying to correct. Um, I do think that we might see cities actually face slightly higher insurance rates, uh, but that would have been on the basis that, the insurers and all players in in this context were under the impression that there could be no liability here, and I'm I'm not sure that the previous law really allowed that interpretation.
0: Interesting. It's uh, we'll see how it plays out, but uh, obviously it changes things for for a lot of municipalities across the country. Aaron, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is Aaron Nelson, who is a professor in the Faculty of Law at the University of Alberta.